Have you ever been faced with an issue and thought the Bible to be too outdated to have an answer? Welcome to Yenga's Corner Podcast, empowering women of all ages through God's Word. You'll be amazed how together we'll apply biblical truths to any issue in our daily living. Stay tuned. I'm Yenga Dinsil. Hello, friends. Uh, thank you for joining me today and uh, welcome to, to, uh, to today's episode. Uh, I'm starting a new series of uh, Jesus and Women. Uh, we are going to explore this together, uh, these biblical truths that we're going to uncover in seeing how Jesus walked with women, how he, uh, uh, his relationship, how he related to women during his time here on earth. Because as some of you may or may not know, in the first century uh, of the Jewish culture, women didn't have a very huge role. They were kind of considered as second-class citizens. We, uh, we see them more in the shadows. And as we know, Jesus, he always crossed those boundaries. He always did things against the norm. And we see how he invites women, how... Uh, he gives he gives women the place uh, that they deserve, uh, the consideration that they deserve. You know, he there is no uh, favoritism. You know, there's no one being higher than the other. He created both men and and women equally. So uh, this is going to be an interesting series. So stay tuned. And today we're going to see the first encounter. Like I said in my previous episode, I kind of uh, introduced that, is that we're seeing this woman who came to Jesus with her alabaster box. And um, the alabaster box uh, was actually uh, uh, filled with very expensive ointment that she had uh, purchased or she had kept over the years. However it is, she had preserved this ointment uh, and we see her using it upon Jesus. So we'll dive in into the scripture to find this story. It's in uh, Luke chapter 7, the book of Luke chapter 7 from verse 36 to verse 50. I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, take the time to read it and uh, just to be able to get the full context of it. Uh, this woman that comes to Jesus, she's not even named like uh, she's actually uh, having a reputation that kind of gives her name. You know, people have replaced her name with her reputation. And the Bible calls her a sinner. You know, the Bible here talks of this woman as a sinner. So imagine being nicknamed a name that is not cute and fuzzy, but a name that really depicts your reputation Um a nickname that is very distasteful. And uh, this was the case for this woman. So I'm just going to read a few verses here and there just so that we can be able to get the context of this story. Uh, from verse 37, the Bible says, And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table, he is Jesus here, in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment and standing behind him at his feet weeping she began to wet his feet with her with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head 
and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Hmm. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man was a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say, teacher, a certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he had canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. So here we see Jesus sitting at the table, you know, got an invitation by this Pharisee and uh, this woman coming behind him. You know, the Jewish custom, the, when they would recline at the table, they'll basically kind of tuck their, you know, their feet behind them. That's why this woman, knowing that she doesn't even deserve to be there, she didn't come at the table. She just went behind Jesus and started weeping and was just showering Jesus' feet with his tears, with her tears and her wiping his feet with her hair and pouring the ointment on Jesus' feet. And we can see the reaction. Like I said before, women were treated second class. So the introduction to this woman's uh, name is that she was a sinner. And the Pharisee confirms it and says, huh, if Jesus knew who this person is, who this woman is, if he was really a prophet, he would know that she's a sinner. Can you imagine, you know, being given the title of a sinner? It is something that is such an abomination, you know, being called a sinner. Oh, hi, sinner. Oh, there goes the sinner. You know, not being called Jane, Mary, you know, Agnes. No, not being called by your name at all. So her name had been forgotten and she had been given a different identity. She had been given a name that was so distasteful that it took up her identity. And everybody knew that she was a sinner. And she was pointed at everywhere that she went. Maybe this woman had been looking for an opportunity to meet with Jesus. Maybe she's been listening to Jesus at afar. And maybe the message coming from Jesus had touched her. And she wanted to come up close. And she had never gotten that opportunity until she learned that Jesus was actually at the Pharisee's house. What a courage that she took to go in. And she, here she was. She was not only a woman, but not an ordinary woman. She was a sinful woman. And the whole city knew about it. And yet she came. She took that step of faith. And she wept. She poured everything that she had. She knew that she had nothing else to lose. Her reputation was already gone. She wasn't afraid of what people were going to say because they were saying things that are so horrible anyways. So she didn't have anything to lose. She came to Jesus. 
because that was her only hope. She knew that that was her last chance and she knew that she had to seize it. Friends, what a place to be at. You know, what a place to be at. And I'm glad that she took that bold step of faith to come and to wash Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears and to anoint the feet of Jesus with her ointment. And I'm glad that Jesus stood to her defense because the Pharisee spoke to himself. He said to himself in his heart, if this man was a prophet, he would have known who this woman is. She is a sinner. And look at what Jesus does. He answers him out loud. And he gives him a parable. He says, hey, there was two people that owed their master. One 500 denarii and the other one 50. And he forgave them both. Who loved him more? Who was more grateful? And he answered it correctly. Oh, the one that, uh, that was forgiven 500 denarii. He said, you're right. Listen now to the rest of the story. Then Jesus, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he say to her, your sins are forgiven. And then later on, Jesus says to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Wow! What powerful words. Jesus puts it in, into context. The Pharisee is calling this woman a sinner because he presumes that he is holy, that he has no sin, that he is more righteous than this woman. After all, he's a teacher of the law. But this woman, this sinner, this adulterous woman, this filthy woman, but Jesus comes to him and says, with, through this parable, he shows that yes, this woman, even though he, she had so many sins, even though she has so many sins, Jesus confirms, yes, she has many sins, but they are forgiven. And because of that, she has loved so much. So for this woman, it was her act of adoration to say, you know what, Jesus, you have washed me. I am a sinner. She comes in humility, in humbleness and saying, Jesus, I am a sinner. I've done so many awful things. And if only you could forgive me and give me a second chance. And her crying, her weeping is an act of adoration because she believes that Jesus has already forgiven her even before he does it. Why? Because she believes that Jesus is the savior of the world. She knows that he has the ability to forgive sins. She didn't go to the, to the Pharisee's house. She, I mean, it's the Pharisee who is the teacher of the law. 
he is a very distinguished person in the synagogue. She could have gone to, to him as a figure of authority. But no, she went to Jesus because she felt the love that he had for sinners. And she knew deep within her heart that Jesus was, was not going to turn her away. That Jesus was not going to condemn her. But that rather he was going to receive her. He was going to forgive her and he was going to restore her. And that is exactly what happened. We see that Jesus says, for those who have been forgiven, forgiven much, they love much. And for those who have been forgiven little, they love little. How many times we come to God and even though maybe we know God, we feel as if, you know, we don't love God as much because we weren't too, too bad at people. We weren't doing nasty things. You know, we came to God when we were kind of okay. But somebody who has been in the world, whose life has been shattered, whose life has been upside down, when God transforms them on God, forgives them and gives them a second chance, these people, they hold on to God because they know where they came from. They know where God took them from at such a mess that God cleansed them and gave them a second chance. And this was this woman. Friends, I don't know what you, your life looks like. Maybe you have done things that you're not so, so proud of. Maybe you're thinking like, wow, anything, God cannot forgive this. Maybe people have labeled you. Because as women, we are great at giving people labels. We're great at giving each other labels. You know? So whatever the label that you've been given, whatever the identity you've been given, Jesus is giving you an opportunity to change you, to transform your life, and to give you a new identity. This woman, she went being new, being transformed, being changed. And I'm glad that she took that, that uh, step of faith, that bold step of faith. So I'm inviting you today. Maybe you have done things that you're not so proud of, but God wants to give you a second chance. God wants to forgive you. God wants to cleanse you. You see, friends, God does not condemn. He did not come to this world to condemn it, but he came to save it. And to whoever comes to him, he will not turn away, regardless of what you have done. Jesus says, we should not fear man. Who can only touch the body but has no power over the soul. So when you are coming to God, don't care about what people are going to say. Don't care about what your family is going to say, what friends are going to say. Because God wants to give you a new life. God wants to restore you. God wants to mend all those broken pieces in you. And he wants to create something beautiful, something new. But only if you allow him. Only if you come as this woman with her alabaster box and she poured it all at the feet of Jesus. What an act of adoration. The same thing. There is nothing in you, there is nothing in me that has a greater value than what God has done in our lives and what God can do in our lives. So I'm inviting you today, friends. If you have not 
given your life to Christ. Take this moment. Come to him. No matter how messed up your past has been. No matter what bad things you've done in the past. And you feel as if you cannot have a fresh start. You cannot, you know, start a new page. Maybe people have given you a label that has stuck with you and has defined your actions, has defined your identity. Let me tell you, Jesus wants to give you a new identity. Like he did with this unnamed woman. Can you imagine? Her name was wiped off. And now it was replaced with a name, Sinner. But yet, God had mercy on him, on her. He had mercy on her and gave her a new identity. And the same thing, she, he wants to do it with you. He wants to give you a new identity from what people have labeled you, from what circumstances have labeled you. He wants to create something anew in you. And if that's the case, say this prayer and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. And by myself, I am not able. I have tried to lead my life, but have made it messier than before. And I give you control now that you may forgive me, that you may wash me with your blood that you sacrificed on the cross. And may you make me anew. In Jesus' name, amen. So friends, I hope this has been a blessing to you. As we dive in into this series of Jesus and the women, we will see how unique every encounter was. And he wants to make the same unique encounter with you. So please, if this has been a blessing to you, share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get future episodes. Until next time, guys, have a blessed day. Stay blessed.